0: in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com that's A-N-G-I dot boys and girls this is the Undisputed Era Adam Cole Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong and you're listening to Going In Raw baby <laughs> this is the glorious one
1: Bobby Roode And you're watching Going In Raw. What's
0: up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. And you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey,
1: friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. We got another raw in the books and Randy Orton delivered what may be the promo of his career. I had goosebumps, literal, good. literal goosebumps during this promo. It was very good. And this is definitely, this is sort of, I think somebody, I noticed somebody on Twitter, uh, within the context of our mentions, cause I was live tweeting a little bit last night at real going in Raw over there on the Twitter. Somebody pointed out, uh, I want to say this Cody miles. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know that, uh, this is sort of akin to uh, the really cool build last year with Triple H and Batista, which we were both fans yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, I think, has a bit more emotional impact to it. It
2: does, and it seems – I, I, I like the kind of uh, Randy's rationale. Mm-hmm. He did it to save Edge, was his, his reasoning effectively, um, and then he blamed Beth Phoenix – for uh, uh, making it necessary for Randy to do anything. He referred to Beth as an enabler. Yeah. Said, you don't give a, a drug addict drugs. You don't mix a drink for an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, uh, if someone's addicted to the roar of the crowd, you don't say, yeah, go ahead and go wrestle again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was all very good. He went even further and said, we're going to get to the, to the full thing
1: when we get, you know, towards the end of the recap, because obviously it was the main event segment. Um, but he said, uh, he said, I love your, and I love that he like names them by name. Mm -hmm. I love your children more than you love your children. I love edge more than you love edge because look at what you're doing. This is your fault. Yeah. I loved all that. that. I thought that was great. And I thought that, uh, her taking that RKO, like crossing that line, uh, I thought was just it was it was masterful like we all sort of saw it coming yeah 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 but it's all in the build. it's all in the execution you know these days oftentimes we're not too far off with our predictions for any given pay-per-views and but it's just it's all in the execution how do they exactly exactly uh that being said uh that was a highlight among few highlights last night uh and otherwise there were a couple of misfires on raw last night oh you talk about the spider huh no, no, no. You know what? I'll be honest. We can talk about that right now if you want. That spider, they did something. They get there was a reveal. There, look, man. How many times have we seen them do something like this where they literally drop it? They Vince is just like, okay, I'm bored with it. Drop it. We don't need a reveal. That happens a lot. Yeah, I know that happens a lot. But
2: I, I, I guess my point is, uh, uh, having a reveal of something that's pretty silly.
1: There was no way it wasn't ever going to be silly. I though. know there was no that's chance that ever happened. That's why they that the thing happening.
2: where someone stomps on it, and blood squirts everywhere. You don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah, I know, but the problem is when it's one of our ideas, they don't use them. And that wasn't even my idea.
2: I just saw that on a gig yeah, somewhere. That somebody somewhere somebody else did. Yeah, some and that's show. probably too grisly for like a PG. Well, they wouldn't have blood squirting everywhere, but have someone take the cage and stomp the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, I know that would have been the best way out
2: of it. But and they're then, not, and then you not... have to reveal anything, much less something you probably buy at Party City. Yeah, I mean, it's such a. Even the giant spiders in Australia are not that thick, you know, like the huge ones that are like that large. They have really skinny legs. There's no tarantula that I'm aware of that is literally like a foot across that thick and furry. I'm
1: not going to blame you for trying to insert some real science into this man. Uh, So that's fine. Well, here's the thing. I, I just, I was, I was like, it's silly. It's stupid. I'm kind of over it anyways. Let's just actually see it through where we can see what the hell it is and then move on. And that's what they did last night. I was fine with the spider. I didn't care about that. It's a big, silly toy spider.
2: Yeah, it is a, a huge for silly, a big, silly, huge, silly, stupid toy
1: spot. Like it was it was ridiculous. It was never going to go anywhere. I'm appreciative that they actually showed us what the damn thing was and move on. And it didn't take an extra year. And it wasn't Well,
2: Yeah, and here's a. I I kind of feel like, too, is like, all right, we right, we, we, we're not going anywhere with this. Let's just do something. Go to, go to the, the party store and see what kind of huge, creepy thing you could find. We'll toss it in the box.
1: So, uh, one of the stories that we have been told. But the thing
2: is, like, we're never going to see that spider again, probably. One
1: of the stories, this is great. though. This is one of the stories. You're right, we're not. One of the stories that we've been told from a person we know that used to be in the writer's room uh-huh. at WWE had to do with hats. And, uh, and uh, you know, they had a whole, col- so all the writers had a whole collection of hats that Vince was supposed to wear yeah. for some goofy segment, and then he had to choose one. I love the idea that last night, uh, or you know, maybe Thursday, I don't know, a couple days ago, there was a writer's room, and they all brought out some prop, and Vince probably chose the prop, and it was a giant stupid spider. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't I didn't care enough about what was in the stupid cage in the first place, so why would I care if it's a dumb toy spider? I don't know. I didn't really care about that. Um, I thought th- 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 there were things that just felt like, okay, so... I don't know. Let's just go through the show. Let's just go through the show. So kicked
2: off with uh, this opening statement was pretty solid. opens up with uh, Brock and Paul Heyman coming down the ring. Uh, Heyman says uh, he's making the case that the Mania main event is a sham. Uh, Refers to Drew as a hyped up fraud because of how he eliminated Brock from the Rumble. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it uh, kind of one-on-one. It required a low blow from Ricochet and then a a, a, a subsequent Claymore uh, to eliminate Brock. Um, and because of that, he pretty much calls Drew a fraud and says, next time Brock lays his eyes and hands on Drew, it's going to be over. And then he calls Drew the B-word. Yeah. Ooh. Um, this, of course, brings Drew to the ring. Yeah. Uh, he is completely uh, unafraid of Brock Lesnar. He gets in the ring. He gets in Brock's face. Yeah. Stares him down. Brock's like laughing. Ha All right. Fair enough. Backs away. Kind of circles around. Act like he's about to leave. Charges Drew Drew just seemingly uh, levitates Claymore.
1: He can do that for a dude his size, and this Amazing. has been the case forever now, but it's, it never ceases to amaze. His Claymores, seemingly out of nowhere, are, are a sight are the to best. behold. The They're really fun to watch.
2: So Drew gets up, he leaves. Sorry, he kips up, leaves. He loves Kipping up. Oh, because yeah. it, it is it. impressive. He does it effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, uh, he leaves, He stops at the top of the stage, kind of gives a smirk, goes backstage. Uh, Brock peels himself off slowly he sold the hell out of this Claymore yeah he did he peels himself off the mat uh, uh, stumbles out starts making his way up the ramp I don't know why he did this but he's walking up the ramp backwards back to the stage kind of like preening to the crowds, like trying to save face hey I'm still champion I'm still a tough it guy was,
1: it was, this is was a good time to mention it was a really great crowd last it night was it was crowd. a terrific crowd birthday, yeah. and they were giving him this was great the na 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 goodbye thing And Brock was milking it. Heyman was milking it. The crowd was eating it alive. It was was really great. It was really
2: good. So uh, Brock's pretty much on the foot of the stage. And we get a shot of Brock in the foreground facing towards the ring. And from screen right, Drew runs in. Mm -hmm. Brock turns around. Bang, another Claymore. Another Claymore. Drops him. Crowd
1: starts chanting for one more. Yeah. And then so Drew obliges. Well,
2: first he picks up the title, stands over Brock. Was that was that first
1: or was it after yeah, the third it was, one? It was it was first. So and that I, throws it down at him. So I didn't personally hear this, but I know some people said that they heard Brock say, "Pick up the title, pick up the title," like shout it to him, "Pick yeah, up the title." Yeah. So that was planned. Yeah. Uh, bad move on his part. It's for, a
2: month away. He's fine.
1: Don't touch. Okay. All right. All right.
2: Baron literally sat in the throne after his first yeah, round match. King of the Ring and still won. Baron just blasts through math all by himself. Man, I feel like Drew is gonna blast through some math
1: all right so he picks up the title he looks like a million bucks maybe it was like a float balloon to see vince have uh, a uh, drew hold up that title you know oh, I, I mean the crowd a, pop i want to see see what he looks like uh so uh yeah and then the crowd asks for another one he gives another one it was great um uh, it was really great he throws the title back at him or whatever i forgot if that was before. kips up like five times kips up a bunch of times and then that was it um I thought this was a really, really effective segment. Hell yeah, man. I do feel though a little bit like, and yeah, this I don't know if this is nitpicky or not, but like it seemed like a segment that was just sort of in a bubble as opposed to part of a larger story that they're that they're telling. I feel like a lot of these segments with Drew post Rumble have been like out of sequence. Chapters, mm-hmm, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I thought it was fairly effective. What do you make in terms of what this means going into their going into Mania? I mean, it's still a month away. There's still some stuff they can do.
2: Well, Brock's going to take the next month uh, to, to save some measure of face.
1: Yeah, I think that after this. So he's
2: going to be essentially uh, 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 hunting for Drew.
1: I was hoping that that would be a theme running through the episode. But Brock doesn't do more than one segment generally.
2: No, I, mean, I guess you can, you can play it off like, wow, he was just totally humiliated there. Um, he's going to take a week to uh, regroup and come back probably in two or three weeks. Um, he might be the show next week mm-hmm. and, and, and start trying to uh, chip away at Drew's confidence.
1: Yeah. And I, I want to see that. I want to see Drew basically limp into mania after being ravaged by mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. I think that'd be for a more effective, mm-hmm. as you like to say, fighting from underneath. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a, a much more effective way to go because if it's just Drew beating up Brock every week, that's going to suck the drama out. And on top of that, it probably means Brock's going to win. Um, so, no, I want – Brock needs to take this thing like several levels. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There need He needs to open up Drew.
2: There's a month before Mania, so say Brock's on uh, the next four episodes of Raw. At least three of those, he needs to leave Drew laying. Yeah, in maybe – At least a, one time, yeah. In a puddle of and Drew. A of, in a pool of blood, yes. Yeah, exactly. Probably on the go-home.
1: I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. That'd be good. I think we both want to see that. But maybe, maybe, and maybe this is—they're like, hey, you know, we got out of the introductory phase. This is step one of a four-step process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that we're going to tell now.
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess I fun. guess I understand the point of, of like the stuff with MVP. It's someone. It would have been more powerful if it was Heath Slater, uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, uh, someone al- along those lines who on TV Drew has had a relationship with. Mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. In terms of, 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 you know, being a member of a three-man band and so forth. Sure. Having them come and say, "Gender would have been perfect. I assume he's not gender healthy. Jinder would have been perfect, yeah. yeah. I assume he's not healthy. Like if Jinder had come out and said, hey, let me guide you through the process of being champion. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah. We have history. We are friends. Uh, we both did one of those Seamus workout videos together. When you tore your tr- your bicep in, in NXT. Yeah. Um, he could go on and on. And Drew can just at the end of it say, thanks. I don't need your help, though. Yeah. And have that because then there's more meat to it than the MVP thing where MVP mm-hmm. had to go on and on and on how they were old friends, so on and so forth. Yeah, we just I mean we have to take MVP's word for it. Yeah, if gender says it, we know that. And We've on top it.
1: of that, yeah, we, we I mean, we talked about this before, and and I, I always like this idea. Gender, when he comes back, he's gonna look amazing, yeah, he's gonna look jacked. Yep, uh, and so you know, I know a lot of people, and my myself included, probably you too. Don't necessarily take gender all that seriously. I think they could present him in a way that it's like, oh wow, now I kind of do take him seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I think
2: just him being in the ring opposite the Royal Rumble winner, and obviously he's not going to win yeah, the match. Yeah. But putting forth a good contest against True, sure, could be something.
1: So beyond the fact that this next match uh, really killed me in terms of my draft standings, uh, I like. Look, I'm very happy that the Street Profits won the tag titles. I'm very happy about that. Um, I did the now or never thing was such a telegraph oh, yeah. for their win. I know it was out of nowhere. It's not like they had had, did they have a title opportunity last week? Was that for, no, it was
2: at Saudi. Uh, uh, at okay. Yeah, Royal, yeah, yeah. They had a, a title shot. Yeah.
1: So they had that, but there was never like any, And grant. I'm not saying I want an authority figure on raw. I don't think you need them to set up matches, but it never like, why was this now or never? Why was this like, what what motivated it story wise for this to be now or never? At, at what point has anybody you know wrestled for tag title or for any title, and then the next opportunity they're given? Oh yeah, if you don't win it now, you'll never get another chance. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that.
2: Well, it seems like it's a stipulation that requires some build as opposed to just an announcement. But that, that yeah, that, that happens so much with WWE these days, where things that would benefit from a build are just announced on Twitter.
1: But this was like extra, and maybe it's because maybe it's because. It was only like a couple months ago that Cody had essentially his now or never in AEW. And that was totally motivated by story. And there was yep. a great build and everything. And so it's when you, when you wheel out a now or never thing, it's like, okay, well, they're just totally going to win what right they here really should have done no it is, is,
2: is, is made the announcement last night that the match at Elimination Chamber was going to be now or never and have the Street Profits win an Elimination Chamber.
1: All you had to do, even with this, if you want to do it for this, all you had to do was Seth come out. And they have to convince Seth to give him another title shot. Yeah. And he says, fine, how about this? You really believe in yourself now or never? You know, yeah. they yeah, say, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. just agree that you won't. Yeah. And they have to commiserate a little bit. And they have to think about it. Um, in any event, uh, it was a really fun match. It was fun. Uh, and it would have worked. It, it did work great. It would have worked even perfect, more perfect uh, the way it was sort of overbooked at the end because it felt big. As the, the the culmination of a big build. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, it was a really fun match. And, man, I'm really happy for those Same. dudes because Same. they they definitely deserve it. Hell yeah, man. They've earned
2: it. They have. They have. So the finish. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Saw, uh, uh, so Montez goes up top. Seth pushes him off to the floor. And Seth waves AOP down towards the ring while he's distracting the ref. And then right as they approach forward on the floor, the ref turns around, sees AOP. He tosses him. Mm-hmm, yeah, he tosses him. So uh, AOP and Buddy, they're upset. They're up on the apron, the arguing with the ref, and that allows Owens to run to the ring, hit a stunner on Seth. Uh, AOP and Buddy are like, "Hey, Owens is the ring. Owens is in the ring." And the rest not turning around while this is all happening. So they get off the apron, chase Owens through the crowd, and while Buddy's starting to make his way through the barricade. Uh, uh, Dawkins pounces him, yeah. into a, a office chair. That was great. Yeah, it
1: was out of nowhere. It was great. Yeah, it was
2: fantastic. And then Ford hits a frog splash on Seth. Pins him. New tag champions. Oh man, it's fantastic.
1: Absolutely terrific. Absolutely terrific. There's a great picture of Triple H and them afterwards. He's got to be really, yeah, exactly. He's got to be really happy about that. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, so no, that that was really cool. Afterwards, Seth gave an interview backstage. He was asked about losing the titles, and he, I want a rematch at
2: Chamber. He says, uh, given what I've done, I I just don't ask for rematches. I demand them.
1: Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, And then he says, Kevin Owens can name the time, place, and stipulation because when he gets his hands on him, he's going to be crucified. I will give them so many points if they actually pull off a crucifixion. I know. know. (laughs) Because, you know, the history of that in WWE is not great. No. Anyways, after that. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised I let him say crucified.
2: It's the second week in a row I think he said that. Mm. He said it last week, really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. So next is uh, kind of in, in, in many sense, except for Riddick Moss with low point on Raw. We had Ricochet take on Riddick Moss for the 24-7 title. Uh, happy for Riddick Moss that he's getting a 24-7 title push because I think he has a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, unless this is part of a larger storyline for Ricochet, which is entirely possible, sucks for Ricochet. Let's play best case, worst case.
1: What's the best case scenario here? This is part of a storyline. Somebody on Twitter also mentioned again. I need to start writing this stuff down or saving it yeah, so I same. can give some shout-outs. Uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned in our mentions last night, one of the friendos said, uh, how great would it be if this was like him going to Seth's faction? He's like the newest yeah, was member of Seth's faction. Yeah.
2: I think that'd be terrific. I, think he believe, I believe he said that uh, Ricochet could replace Buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is cool or, uh, or not. Just
2: add another member to the yeah. faction, yeah. you know. Um, I think that'd be terrific. As long as there is a payoff then it would make sense. But if they're just like, well, we need to get of Moss over who are we gonna have him in the ring against. Uh, let's do ricochet. He's popular and he just got uh, destroyed by Brock Lesnar. We can make the point that he's still uh, suffering injuries from Brock and it's not going to hurt him that much.
1: Now, worst case would be, uh, let's see here. What Dave Meltzer, I'm assuming this is speculation. I don't know if there's an actual quote here. I'm getting this from our friends over at wrestle talk. Uh, Let's see here.
2: He's given up on
1: Ricochet. Meltzer. Is, so Meltzer is now reporting on the latest wrestling observer radio that Vince McMahon is burying the former NXT star Ricochet because he's given up on him. I, I don't know how you give up on Ricochet. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to think that this is maybe one of those times where and there's no quote here from uh, from radio. Uh, no transcript rather. uh I'm hoping this is him just speculating. He, see, yeah. he just sees, you know, the writing on the wall, what it looks like. Oh. I have a hard time believing that Heyman would allow that to happen. Uh, but, man. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you can play out the story up until up until last night. Ricochet was the guy who crotched Brock at yeah. the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Brock, in, in very dramatic fashion, you know, destroyed Ricochet. You can make a story out of that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that a guy's buried. He just had a title shot literally last week.
2: Yeah, and he, he got destroyed to such an extent that his next match against the 24-7 title, he wasn't full strength, did have enough in the tank to
1: win. There seems to be a story thread playing out there. And commentary there.
2: talked a lot about uh, Rick still, you still know, nursing injuries for Brock. Look, he's grabbing his ribs.
1: Would you continue wearing trunks if you just got destroyed by Brock and then got destroyed by, uh, not I mean, destroyed, I, but beat, beat by Riddick Moss? For the 24-7 title.
2: What are more comfortable wearing?
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I'm superstitious like that. I'm like, man, these trunks are my law. Lo- my losing trunks. I'm going back to pants. I
2: don't know. At the end of the day, if he's uh, more comfortable in the shorts, then I guess that's what he's going to wear. He's so more
1: comfortable taking his losses, Apparently, going to
2: happen. Uh, so Ricochet starts trying to use his speed advantage on Riddick. Uh, that works out until he eats a massive shoulder tackle. That was a hell of a sell.
1: Yeah. A shoulder tackle. Yeah, let's just let's just fast forward to the
2: end. All right, well, Moss <laughs> Riddick Moss wins. I mean they they did have a story this match where it was like Riddick just overpowering Ricochet and mm-hmm. he didn't really have to take advantage of the fact that, had, that Ricochet had his leg taped up. Yeah. He didn't even have to go after the leg. Yeah. And commentary was selling the fact that Brock uh, beat him up so bad that he was still nursing those injuries. Uh, so Ricochet tries to pick up Riddick for the uh Benadriller, can't. Uh, Moss hits him with some elbows. Ricochet responds with an He tries for another kick, Moss catches that. And does like a power bomb clubbing blow type thing. Mm -hmm. And it follows up with this finisher, which is like a spike neck breaker. Yeah. To get the win. It's pretty shocking.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
1: yeah it was uh so we'll see how that all shakes out uh like i never know whether to be you know i i never know how to take these things man it's like you know we say we hear that you know he said melzer said the exact same thing about umberto carrillo mm-hmm. and it's like he was in basically the main event last night it was the main event match last and he's night he's
2: got another uh, u.s title shot elimination chamber mm-hmm, yeah just announced
1: yeah so, uh, boy, that needs to be a fatal four away with all the participants. Angel is
2: really special should be at mania. Angel Garza is so special, man.
1: God dang it. Oh, I want to see some like little vignettes with him and Andrade. Oh man. I would love and Zelina. Yeah.
2: God, I would love that. It's so good. Anyway, uh, next we get a quick shot of the OC backstage. AJ is being really animated about beating somebody up. Mm-hmm. And then we see Oscar and Kyrie backstage. Of course, Oscar was originally scheduled to face Shayna Baszler, uh, She was reportedly injured, um, not cleared to wrestle.
1: Yeah, did we ever find out what that injury was? Because I was like, at a certain point, I was like, is this just going to be a work for her to get involved? Apparently,
2: she is having experienced some sort of wrist issues. I think this was on cage side seats. But it's not so bad to keep her out of elimination chamber. Like she could have wrestled last night.
1: Well, she yeah, and she was also up on the apron. Yeah. So it's like okay, that I know there's I think it's a
2: situation where probably wisely they realize, oh Shayna versus Oscar down the line would be money. Let's not give it away for free here and on Raw. I I would hope they think they'd know that because that's yeah. totally true. Yeah. After that we had an AJ promo. Uh, he talks to the Undertaker depriving him of uh, the honor of winning that beautiful beautiful trophy at Crown Royal. Uh, talks about a video that I had seen of Mark Wahlberg trying to give AJ advice. Essentially, and he tosses the video. And essentially, Wahlberg, Wahlberg says, uh, hey, AJ, here's my advice to you when you're dealing with The Undertaker. Just walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, and AJ says, I should be in here celebrating with the good brother. Instead, I'm getting advice from Marky Mark. And AJ says, I'm not going to take his advice. Cause it looks like I'm on a collision course with The Undertaker.
1: Say hi to your mother <laughs> for me. You ever see the uh, Andy Samberg's uh, impression of uh, Mark, Marky Mark on uh, Saturday Night Live? He's like talking to goats and stuff. Oh, no.
2: Say hi to your mother for me. That's pretty funny. Um, and then he says the match against Aleister Black tonight is a warning to Undertaker says the dead man is trying to hold on to a spotlight but it's not his anymore it now belongs to AJ Styles
1: you're wrong about that AJ
2: Aleister comes to the ring uh, his match with AJ seemingly about to start and then AJ grabs the mic and says oh you didn't read the contract did you it says in there if you want to get to AJ Styles you have to fight the toughest man in this building Carl Carl Anderson, Anderson. And he gets the and Carl Anderson gets the ring, goes, "Yeah, that's me."
1: <laughs> so let me get Carl Anderson versus Alistair Black, where Carl Anderson does his favorite thing, and that's eat pins. Yeah, Alistair wins uh, that match. He must get paid by the pin. Black mass, exactly. Uh, and then AJ's like, "Oh, I, I was I was mistaken about that contract thing." Uh, first up, you got to fight a uh, uh, Doc Gallows over here. Yeah, and uh, so Doc Gallows gets in, uh, but he's happy to take the DQ loss. Uh, uh, to
2: soften up Alistair Black for yeah. AJ Styles, which he does. With uh, help
1: from uh, Carl Anderson and Magic Carl Killer. Carl
2: Anderson and Magic Killer. So AJ gets in the ring, bell rings. Uh, he's in control because Alistair can barely stand. Yeah. Um, he ate a Magic Killer. Yeah, he tries to make a comeback with some leg kicks, but he's a nasty brain buster. That brain buster was beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, it was, yeah. And,
2: and then AJ hits a phenomenal form, pins Alistair, giving Alistair his first loss on the main roster.
1: Yeah, this is like the most
2: protected
1: loss Just you about. could possibly take. Just though. about. I and mean, they have
2: a match against at Elimination Chamber. AJ and uh, Alistair do.
1: Yeah, that'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. I wonder how no it's going. No DQ. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Alistair's totally going to lose that one too, unless the Undertaker. I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about that. Man, mm-hmm. we're doing our predictions, today, aren't we? Yeah. Oh boy, I got a lot of thinking to do.
2: Yeah. Uh, next, Ruby Ride interview. Um, she says uh, the only person she's responsible now that she's uh, no longer part of Riot Squad. In fact, there is no more Riot Squad. The only person she's responsible is Ruby Riot um, and She said it's nice. That yeah. is nice. That is nice. It's oh. like living on your own.
1: Exactly, man
2: And Those were fun times. She's gonna show, smash city So she's gonna show the W universe that uh, there are no friends inside
1: elimination chamber. Well, yeah, that's true, man Every person there is no for friends themselves. in this next match I really them. appreciated that they're continuing on this Riot Squad Storyline because, yeah, Sarah Logan, a special guest referee. I like you know, it's like a mini shield drama, but playing out uh, yeah, on like, yeah,
2: you know, low budget TV yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so Liv Morgan versus Ruby Wright, as you mentioned, Sarah Logan, special guest ref. Uh, early on, Liv's going after Ruby's surgically repaired shoulders, what kept her out for eight months, mm-hmm. working that over. Um, and then, uh, towards the latter half of this match, it was all about building beef between Ruby and Sarah Logan. So Ruby's lane strikes in the corner on Liv. Logan steps in, breaks that up. Ruby hits a flatliner on Liv, covers it on the kick out. She actually kind of gets sent into to Logan. And and Logan's like, what the hell was, was up with that? Um, Ruby goes for another cover. Liv kicks out at two. Ruby gets in Sarah Logan's face and essentially says, uh, learn to count, mm-hmm. pushes her. Liv rolls up Ruby from behind. Logan, with the fast count, gets Liv the win. Yeah. And so Ruby gets in Sarah's face. Logan pushes her. Liv then hits uh, right with an Insegiri, and then Logan destroys Liv Morgan with a knee.
1: <laughs> Sarah Logan looked like she was <laughs> chuckling through some of this. I know. Especially the bit where she yells at Ruby. She says something like, "Stop telling me what to do." But she has a big business of a goofy line to say.
2: She you know all. It's these like, are, these like, are all like best friends. It's like uh, uh, Eddie Adams talking to his mom at Boogie Night. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I'm good. Yeah. At things are good. I know what to do. I know what to do. But uh yeah, no, so I don't know. It was just, I don't know. This is nice. This is good. I like this. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, after that, we have, uh, and this, they're going to be, th- there's going to be some fun storytelling here in the chamber. None of them are going to win. Sorry, Dom.
2: Sorry, Dom. None no. of
1: these people are going to win. No. Uh, so after that, we had Randy Orton lurking backstage. In
2: some dimly lit part of the arena.
1: Yeah. Uh, after that, we had No Way Jose backstage with his conga line. Yeah. Yeah. And he runs in into Rome and He's like, hey, man, look, this has been ages. Can we just please see what's inside that cage? And Rowan had me cracking up here. He's like, "Hey, man, you know what? All
2: this time, I'm just waiting for somebody to come up to me and respectfully ask what's in the cage?'" This whole whole setup, you can can totally see they're just getting rid of this. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but getting rid of it. Rowan (laughs) was cracking me up, man. It was pretty funny. He's very congenial. He's probably happy to be rid of this stupid thing, also. So he, so he gets the cage. And he pulls out, a and he giant like puts his hand on, so he's like, "Come here, man. Yeah, I'll show it to you." And and pulls out a giant fake spider. That <laughs> was uh, like somewhat animatronic. It legs, was yeah, it was animatronic. doing this a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's all laughing. He's like, "What? Don't you want to pet it?"
2: And everybody goes running off. Yeah,
1: I don't know, man. That oh, was that oh, was funny. It's it, it ain't it ain't worth caring about. At least they did something with it. Happened fine with it. Uh, after that, we had. Well, they
2: could have found a better fake spider. It was a bad fake spider.
1: They, pro- I guarantee, one of them writers probably came up with something much better. Yeah, probably. And Vince is like, no, this one, because you know this is all about making Vince
2: laugh. Yeah, no, no, nah, this giant fake hairy spider. Well, there, 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 are there's there's no, times. There's no spiders on this earth that actually look like this. Vince. There
1: are some moments when I can just kind of appreciate that Vince has this entire empire, and sometimes he just does stuff to make himself laugh.
2: Yeah, you know. Sometimes I don't appreciate it.
1: Sometimes I do. After that, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler.
2: Before the match began, we had a promo from Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Uh, Oscar says Shayna is lucky tonight because she got hurt, and Kyrie says, "I got this. I'm hungry yeah. for Shayna." Yeah. Everybody's making uh, uh, biting references. It's great. Oscar and Kyrie are great. Yeah, man. They're
1: like my favorite things in WWE.
2: So uh, a constant through this is Oscar trying to distract Shayna. And there's one point that I really, I really liked where uh, uh, Kyrie's getting worked over pretty good, mm-hmm. and here Oscar Ringside this going Kyrie, Kyrie, yeah, come on, Kyrie, yeah. I thought that was great. No, it was, it was really good.
1: It was really good because like their roles are kind of switched now. Kyrie was kind of she was fighting this baby face, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know Shana was was totally, the heel. totally. Shayna, this was this was the most. This episode was the most rocky three we've had so far. Yeah. Because Shayna was so Mr. T. Yeah. When Mr. T is fighting these chumps, and Kyrie's not a chump, but, you know, making quick work of these guys, and, like, Mickey's in the audience, or maybe it was Polly who's in the audience, and then, like, Rocky is making quick work of these chumps that, you know, Polly's feeding him, and, and, and Mr. T's in the audience. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Becky comes out during this.
2: Well, here, let's get to the spot. because So uh, uh, Shayna's in control. Oscar hops on the apron. So let's distract Shayna. Same goes for a roll up gets a two, uh, falls with uh, sorry. Shana kicks out, kicks Kyrie in the head gets a two. So while she gets she's getting from that, yeah. Becky comes down. The commentary she's got like a, a furry, long yellow coat. Yeah. Sparkly sunglasses. Oh, on. Oh man. And
1: if you haven't seen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Rocky three and like he even wears like he thematically he's wearing yellow during yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and he's got like these not like this, this, during some sequence, I, think, maybe, I don't know if it was a retirement speech or whatever, but like he's got... Like a yellow... It's just very Rocky Three. Yeah. and
2: Well, she is. it's it's the parallels because she's referred to herself as Becky Balboa several sure, times. yeah. Oh, she yeah. She wears the black and yellow it like is, Rocky did in the first two movies. This is totally yeah. spot on.
1: This is somebody's idea to basically just redo Rocky Three.
2: So we go to commercial. We come back. Becky's a commentary and she's taken Lawler's crown. Yes. And put that on her head. Yeah. And it's a fantastic image. It is. It's, it's amazing. It's terrific. It's amazing. It's terrific. So uh, uh, we come back. Becky's on commentary. Uh, Kyrie has the upper hand. Uh, She goes up top. Shayna meets her up there, hits a gut red suplex. Uh, Shayna hits some knees. Uh, She eats a spear from Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie goes up top, goes for the elbow. Uh, Shayna gets her feet up. and looks like uh, Kyrie kind of took that one in the jaw too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Puts Kyrie in the clutch and she basically taps out immediately. Um, So Shayna lets go. He's like, I'm gonna do it some more. Puts Kyrie back in the clutch. And then Becky's up uh, on the stage yelling at her. I'll fight you right now.
1: And it's and it's it's a very it's it's a lot of hubris and it's a lot of just cartoonish, like you know, in a very clown clownish manner, mm-hmm. like challenging her. I'll do it right now. We'll fight right now if you want to fight right now. Yeah. And Shane is just like, I'm just waiting. I'm just I'm going to go through the chamber. I'm going to go through yep. everybody there and yep. then Mania, I'm going to take your title. And that's going to happen, by the way. Uh, After that, we had uh, Ray and Umberto at the guerrilla position doing an interview. Ray says, Umberto, he gets back up when he gets knocked down, even if he's fighting his family. Umberto says, uh, Mm -hmm. Mi familia es muy importante, pero mi primo, pero no mi primo, not my cousin. That was kind of cool, because I understood every word he said. I understand understand (laughs) most of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, familia is pretty easy. Importante is pretty easy. Now you know what primo means. Cousin. Cousin. Oh, that's cousin. Cousin. Yeah. Um, Uh, And then,
2: yeah, Ray concludes that this feud will end when they want it to.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah. It was good stuff. Uh,
2: So this was a pretty fun match.
1: Oh, my God. They gave it. Tons of time. Yeah, they it ran through multiple commercials. Yeah, they didn't. And dude, I can't get enough of Angel Garza. He's the best, man. He's the best. And they give him it's obvious they're giving him so much leeway for this character stuff. He comes down, he jumps the barricade uh to to grab a kiss from grandma. Yeah. Oh man, it's terrific it's so stuff. It's I, so loved, I loved, I loved it. 'Cause you, nine times out of ten, he's the guy who does the pants. Oh yeah, the way they work the pants in this <laughs> time.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, so uh let's, let's stop. I'll in let right you there. do whatever you want to do on this one. Andrade, uh, he's doing the tranquilo pose. Uh, Creo tries to go for a drop kick and Garza runs in front of him, and was like, Hold on, hold on. It's about to rip off the pants. Stops, tries to punch Creo. Creo avoids that. Uh he I think he bounces off the ropes and then grabs uh, Garza's pants, yeah, which pulls him off,
1: yeah, and then Garza just smiles at him. He goes, "Huh?" Yeah. Eh?
2: And then, and then, Carrillo leapfrogs Garza and then kicks Andrade's off the ropes. Yeah, it oh, was a terrific! Great really we got, good stuff. To, I think Kriyo uh, hits a suicide dive. After that, we come back uh, from a commercial break. Creo's the one isolated. We get some abdominal stretches. Uh, Ray and Andrade get tagged in. Ray is clearing house. Andrade's busted open the side of his face.
1: Oh, I've been corrected on the Spanish here. He actually said, family is the most important thing to me,
2: but it's not the most important thing for my cousin. Ah, gotcha. Uh, and then uh, we uh, Rana from Ray sends uh, Andrade out of the ring. Korea goes to the top of the ring post, tries for a splash. Uh, Zelina pulls Andrade out of the way. Creo crashes into the barricade. Another commercial break. We come back. Uh, Andrade does a tumble out of the ring. Ray then goes for a 619 on Garza. Garza catches him, puts him in the corner couple knees to the ribs, gets two. Uh, Ray makes a comeback with a great looking destroyer. Almost pretty much like a Panama sunrise. Uh, Andrade breaks up that pin. He's tagged in. Hits Ray with that back elbow of his Judas effect. Uh, Follows with two of the three amigos. Ray escapes the third. He gets the tagged Creo. He drops Andrade, goes up top. Andrade knocks him off. Corner knees. Ray breaks up that pin. Uh, Garza's in, not legally. Uh, He wasn't tagged in. Uh, Ray flings him into the ropes. Andrade, as well, uh, he hits a six-one-nine on both of them, and then Creo follows the moonsault on Andrade to get the win. It was yeah. later announced yeah. that uh, 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 that they'll have a match at Elimination Chamber.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is where Krio was going to pick up that win, though. Like, I'm sorry, this episode of Raw, he got that the win, win, so, so he's not going to. They'll probably do some sort of. There's going to be some shenanigans, and so it's going to set up the four-way match at Mania. That's going to be show stealer. It really should be. That's going to be good. And this has been a really, really, it's been, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, maybe, I don't know if they had plans for Garza to show up without, you know, if if the suspension with, with Andrade hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things. Sometimes when they're throwing a curveball, they end up with something better than what was originally planned. I know. Because now we get Garza (sighs) in this, and who knows how his interaction with Andrade is going to shake out.
2: Uh, I really I really hope this is a fatal four-way. Yeah, me too. Maybe, me too. maybe even with a ladder. Hell yeah, man. Uh quick shout of Beth Phoenix watch, uh, walking backstage and is announced next week uh, Street Profits vs. Uh, Seth and Buddy at Chamber again, as well as Alistair and uh, AJ in a No DQ contest. Mm-hmm. And then finally, our main event segment, Beth Phoenix walks out to the ring. Um, she's about to provide a medical update on Edge before she can say anything. She's interrupted by Randy Orton. He walks down the ring, offers her a hug. She's like, "No."
1: She's like, "What the heck?" He offers her, "Yeah."
2: And Beth says, "You think I'd hug or sh- hug you or shake your hand after what you did to my husband? You son of a bee? Yeah. Wow. And Randy just goes walks uh, to the turnbuckle and perches on top of that. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Go ahead." And he she says, "Uh, I need a husband. Their kids need a father." Uh, I can't remember exactly the term she used. Um, she's about to say something else like maybe in some situation he cuts her off
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah and he gets down grabs a mic says uh in what situation mm-hmm. i'll tell you right now there, he's certain that edge will never wrestle again and says beth i owe you, I owe you an explanation so yeah. he talks about going to a wb show in 1999 with his dad cowboy yeah. bob orton yeah in st louis before he had broken into the business but he wanted to and so, you know, he went backstage. And uh, you see guys like
1: Austin, Taker, Mankind. Triple H. Triple H. And he's like, but there was one guy who came up to my dad with all and showed him all the respect in the world and, and said, it's because hand. of you I wanted to get into this business. And that was Edge. Mm-hmm. And he said he felt so much, Randy said he felt so much pride yeah. that, one, that to see a superstar come up to his dad. And he said, it went from that point, I was just a fan who wanted to get in to... I'm motivated to be the best coming in. Yeah. And and it really, like, you so he know. he
2: said his dad introduced him to Edge, and, and Edge said he shook his hand. Mm-hmm. and said, hey, kid, I wish you luck. Yeah. Um, and Randy said, I'd never forget that. Talks about their feud for the Intercontinental title, and then uh, talks about Rated RKO. Mm-hmm. And right as they were reaching their peak as a team, uh, Randy did something stupid, uh, dug himself a hole into a hole, and Edge Grabbed his hand and helped pull him out and saved his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Randy realized the night after the Rumble that Edge uh, was thinking that he was back for good. Mm-hmm. And he knew that someone was going to make their name, like Randy had done, take an Edge out. And he wanted to be sure that Beth had a husband and their kids had a father.
1: And he, and he talks about in between those, when he said, you know, he took it out of he, he dug him out of the hole to save his life. He said, it made me realize that I wanted to be a good dad. I wanted to teach yep. my kids what it was like to be respectful and to be good people and to be a, a father and a husband
2: and be there for his kids, you know, sporting events and mm-hmm. helping with homework and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and Randy says, I did it because I love edge. I love, I love you, Beth. I love your kids. I love your family. Um, he, several times he says, Edge is like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, but everybody's blaming me for what happened. But Orton says, Beth knows it's not his fault. It's hers because she's an enabler. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, uh, she uh, gave Edge his blessing to do this, enabled him to, to kind of go back to the ring. And so Randy says, I had to step in to stop Edge from coming back. And Orton says, because of that, he loves Edge's family more than she ever could. Yeah. And then Beth slaps Randy. He tosses the mic and he just like tenses up. He's coiled to strike. Mm-hmm. So there's like a really prolonged stare down where, you know, like the other is waiting for the other one to blink or do something. Yeah. And then Randy says, You're a bitch. You're a a bee. Yeah. And then
1: she kicks him. He just shrugs it off, drops her with an RKO and walks out. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody comes out. We got the Edgeheads coming out. Our mm. Truth, uh, uh, Natalia, uh, a couple D-Von. trainers, Devon. Yeah, yeah uh, Shane Helms. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so they all check on her, and then commentary, especially Byron, just sells the crap mm-hmm. out of it. He looks in the camera and says, "You know what? She's right. He is a son of a bitch. Yep. He crossed the line." Uh, and it was a, it was a really really powerful way to end. Uh, last night's Raw. So really terrific way to to amplify this feud. Yep. It's obvious that they're taking great care with this one. Yep. Uh, so let's answer some questions. I want to give some shout outs real quick to some people who have uh, subbed to us. So we're doing these live on Twitch and then the VOD is heading over to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we got some new subs over here on Twitch and be, feel free, feel free to follow us on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, let's see here. I'm going back in time a bit. I wonder if I can go back that far. Dun, 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 dun. I can't go back that far. So oh, we we fine. did it earlier in the before we started rolling cameras yeah. here. Yeah. So hopefully those people got there. We'll hopefully fig- so. we we'll Hope figure out so. the stuff. Hope out. so. Oh wait, I wonder if it'll be here. Hold on a second. Oh, this is cool. Hold on. So, oh man. Oh, there you Weathered go. Souls donated $3 and said, "Hey, Stephen Larson, it's Lindsay." Oh, that's right, oh, Lindsay. Hi. Just want to say how I appreciate uh, how appreciative and grateful I am of the friend over us. Also, to see the lineup for the new season of dark side of the ring. I haven't, I just know that season two is dropping soon.
2: Yeah. Ben the Benoit stories in there. Ooh, I know the, uh, the, uh, uh, the kid who got cut by a new Jack. Oh, mass transit, uh, mass transit. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's in there. Uh, over on the Patreon. I got some questions, Alex Foster and Kayfabe. Why are there special guest referees? It seems that, Like they are never unbiased, almost seems counterproductive. And Eric Blaha takes it a step further. Mm. This is in a follow-up about the refs. In real life, they have been trained to spot injuries, manage time, direct matches. Do you think guest referees put performers at risk since they might not have that particular skill set? Great question. Could a guest ref ref recognize a hurt performer?
1: So I'm going to guess yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes. They can. Because I, I wonder if one of the prereqs for being a ref is you got to know all the wrestling stuff. So if you're a wrestler, it might not be difficult to slide into a ref position. I don't know. That's my guess. We're not wrestlers. Here's I'm sure thing, a wrestler though, would know.
2: Because uh, uh, I'll, I'll just use this analogy. I don't know if it's, it's, it's a perfect one-to-one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Cal. All right. Um, like how many former players have we seen in various sports become referees? Yeah. Um, Because you play a sport doesn't mean you're so well-versed in the rules that you could enforce them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, something I, I suspect that it's a lot different for
2: pro wrestling, though, where it's a performance Oh, I know. Um, but but this is strictly in the realm of kayfabe. Okay, so
1: <laughs> in kayfabe? Yeah. Oh, is this in K It's all in kayfabe. Oh, kayfabe. they shouldn't be allowed no. to do that stuff. No, no that's separate no. training. That's yep. completely different. Okay, yep. I'm sorry. I was going for a shoot. No, kayfabe. Because I was like in a performance of like a play, it's probably easy for like a guy who's playing, let's say, uh, Hamlet. Uh, to step into the role of whoever Hamlet's dad was, if he's in that play, I forget. Yeah, he is. Okay, or Macbeth. Briefly, maybe, but then he's uh, what's his name? Uh, kills him. Okay. Spoiler alert if you haven't read Hamlet yet. What about Macbeth? There's a dad, Macbeth, in there?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I've read Macbeth.
1: I'm sure if I'm doing a performance and, and you're doing a performance, it's like probably kind of easy
2: for me to slip into your performance.
1: Because I going to know most of the lines, right? Uh,
0: if I know most of the lines,
2: sure. Well, I think it's probably easier from who someone that's in a starring role to go down to someone in a supporting role as opposed to the opposite. Because if you're in a supporting role and you're really only in like a scene, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, only yeah. have to worry about that. That's scene. a good
1: point. That's a good point. Yeah,
2: but then okay,
1: so that sort of, you know, if you're a wrestler, you're kind of in a bigger role than a rep, so it's easy to
2: maybe. But again, <laughs> you get all these rules. You got to be well versed <laughs> in it. Maybe they're not. What rules? It's a it's a zine. It's a sketchbook. It's a sketchbook. This is all kayfabe, man. We're talking in Kayfabe, so in Kayfabe, there are rules. Isn't in Kayfabe it's still just a sketchbook? No, maybe. No. I don't know. Anyways, Thomas again. does Vince hate Ricochet now, or is this gonna be a storyline for Ricochet that ends with him becoming another disciple disciple for Seth or when he has nowhere else to go? I hope so.
1: God, I hope so. Dude, I do Ricochet should not be. Look, I love as much as I love guys like Apollo Cruz and Cedric Alexander, Ricochet is not that. Ricochet should be clearly Just in the upper echelon. Oh, I know. He really should
2: be. Uh, David Prock, do you think Heyman is right? Is this WrestleMania shaping up to be the most stacked card in a decade? It's got the potential to be really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: Alex Hausen says, uh, The U.S. title scene on Raw uh, and Lucha House Party in the Chamber on SmackDown. Say what you will about WWE, but they're treating their Latino superstars pretty well nowadays. Yeah, they're definitely, Mm -hmm. absolutely, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Therith Abada, how do we get Larson in that coat? I'm guessing he refers to Becky Lynch's coat. It's a good-looking coat. I'd wear it. It's a good-looking coat. It looks comfy.
1: Jimmy Thomas says, segments cut on Hulu, uh, 24-7 match and both women's
2: matches. Interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, Logan Finterbush still like to see Liv become Sister Abigail. It would be cool to see Liv versus Shayna final two and Lou and the Fiend come up through the ring and puts, pulls her down under. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You it's can just extinguish happen. your mind of thought. It's
1: not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> oh, not going to happen. That was some cold water right there, but I agree with you, man. Brian Luckman, should this match between Edge and Randy have a stipulation or should
2: it be a regular match? It'll probably be a street fight or something. I feel like it
1: needs to be, yeah, it needs to be a stipulation match of some sort. Uh, A dog
2: authority figure. Does Rey Mysterio have the worst gear on the roster? What? His mask used to look really cool, but now there's too much going on. Oh, no. Weird furry mohawk. Weird. Warrior-esque armband. Oh, I love it. He always had the armbands.
1: I love it. I think it's all great. It's just too much for me. And uh, he had, I think and it's great. Came out wearing that Eddie shirt. I miss yeah. Eddie so much.
2: I like that he puts, uh, like, you know, some of his gear is is very uh, 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 influenced by uh, Virgil Abloh's off white brand. I've noticed that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had some, like, not that I'm a huge fashion person, but like Louis Vuitton inspired stuff. Oh,
1: I love it. I think it's great. That dude spends a lot of money on his yeah, gear.
2: Yeah, he does. Uh, Dom,
1: I'm going to take a guess. This is probably a Ruby Wright question. I'm guessing. He says, You guys poo pooed my Ruby prediction in the last few weeks. But look who's ahead in the math going into the chamber after last night. Just saying. Extinguish your mind of the thought, Dom. Whoa, calm down. Calm down. That's okay, Dom. Extinguish it's okay. your mind of the thought.
2: It's not going to happen. <laughs> Extinguish
1: Sorry. your mind of the thought.
2: You got to use that more often. That could be on a shirt. Uh, James Rodriguez. So, uh, Who is replacing Beth on commentary for NXT this week?
1: I would say nobody. So, like, by the end of Raw, she was sitting she was up. up. She didn't get
2: taken out. On she the didn't get a concerto. No, she just hit. You know, she is a wrestler. She just took someone's finisher. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Uh Professor Dr. Bird, how would Larry Zabisco have narrated the toy spider reveal from Rowan? Um, it's
1: a giant spider! It's a giant toy! They <laughs> <laughs> bought that at Party City. The, Al- the Alex the Alexhausen again. I think it was Alex C. Oh yeah, because he just found out about Danhausen.
2: Oh, he's all about Danhausen. He's
1: all about yeah, it'll be like three weeks. That's about how long like the mm-hmm. Danhausen honeymoon mm-hmm. lasts. Mm-hmm. Would you have would you rather have Taker versus AJ at Maine to put AJ over? Or Taker and Alistair Black versus all three of the OC to put Black
2: over. I think it'd be pretty cool if it was Taker and Alistair Black against the OC. I'd be down with that.
1: I'd be down with that because it spares Taker from having a singles match, mm-hmm. gives Alistair Black something to do, it gives him the, the the Undertaker rub, and then uh, of and course, then Carl Anderson. Karl Anderson the pin. Yeah, Carl. Well, I was gonna say Carl Anderson wins. How about the Carl
2: Anderson rub? You get him over. And he has the toughest guy in that building. Right? Take advantage of it. Uh, Charles Hubbard, will Becky Lynch's mega confidence be your downfall? Oh, yes. Hubris. Hubris. Another one from Charles Hubbard. Should Ricochet go back, go back to NXT? If not, who should?
1: No. I, I mean, I, he didn't do
2: everything he could do in NXT,
1: but, mm-hmm. I mean, he won the North American title ah no man, just you gotta you gotta find something for him to do. I know. You have to. You have to. I know. And maybe I mean look, if this if this is a reset where he can stop talking about being a superhero and he can stop downplaying how great he is. I know. I mean that that kills him in the first place. Like, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the best, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the most agile. It's like, well, you are three of those things, at well, least. Pretty you know? damn strong for his size. He's pretty darn strong. He's very fast. He's incredibly agile. He's like the most athletic guy they have. I don't know why they'd have him just downplay know. everything. I it's know. like, so he's not tall. That's the extent, extent of
2: it. I know. He's
1: not tall. He's
2: not tall. Uh, Blake Whitehouse, is Randy Orton the best heel? When he's motivated, he's pretty damn good. Yeah. He's oh, up there. oh,
1: Absolutely. Uh, Karen here says uh, Ricochet is welcome back at NXT I think it'd be great I mean I'd rather that than him being buried on Raw but it's like he's already made the move yeah I know just find something cool for him to do on Raw Rich Hardesty with the sub thank you Rich
2: thank you Rich Um, where do I leave off here Wolfpack for life who would make a better heel Ricochet or Cedric Alexander I've never seen uh, sorry Ricochet work heel before we have at PWG oh briefly for
1: one match Yeah. yeah I think that I think that could be great. Like, you know, man, instead of all this I'm not this, I'm not that, have him come out and be the cock of the walk. Yeah, I know? am this. I am the best. Give him I am give the most, him the airs, athletic, the fastest. How much fun would that be? If Pretty he's on fun. the verge of beating Riddick Moss, Ma- if he beats Riddick Moss, looks at the title and just gives it back to him. I know. You know.
2: That just that lays down and puts Riddick Moss's uh, arm over him while he's laughing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kenny T. More so a SmackDown question, but in kayfabe, why are Lucha House Party in the tag team chamber match?
1: Oh, because they're so good.
2: They've been they've been they've been racking up wins on the the live event circuit. Ws. Uh, Bookster sixty four. Could you guys, since you don't have enough time to watch them, at least read the results of NXT UK on two o five live sometime during the week? They're still both putting on great matches, such as the I Quit match between Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray, but that was really brutal last week. And on two o five live, they're building to a five versus five elimination tag match. That pits 205 Live originals versus NXT cruiserweights. I'd still like to hear your take on the shows and events and storylines. I mean, we could just sit here and read results, but without watching the show. There's no context. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know context. Yeah. So, Um, I
1: don't know. I mean, yeah. But if Jack Gallagher keeps on busting out some weird
2: tattoos, that might force me to watch 205. I'll be honest with you. James Fletcher, who will assess next recruit be? If not another referee maybe ricochet i think that'd be good please please have it be ricochet samuel l bronkowitz how long before we see becky in full godfather gear leading chippendale dancers around in dog collars and leashes oh my gosh
1: (laughs) yeah wow Wow. well i mean if i'm trying to think of like how far it got with okay so in rocky three he had the public workout which was exactly which was just a big sham yeah and there was like i don't know i think like bikini girl dancers or something there um she needs like a public workout where it's just a total sham, and she's like preening for the press. Yeah, that's what she needs to do.
2: Yeah, and uh, it gets annihilated at WrestleMania. Yeah, no. Adrian C. Rank the Riot Squad in a list of failed factions, three or more members. Failed factions. Hmm. Well, NWO two thousand's got to be high on there.
1: In terms of star power versus like how bad they did. I mean, that was like just the death rattle of the company, right there. Yeah,
2: pretty much. NWO 2000.
1: Well, this time it'll be silver and black. Who was in NWO 2000? Brett, Brett, Jeff, Jarrett. Was who was with, the
2: third man, brother?
1: Who was the third man, brother? I thought it was like four. Wasn't it? Was Nash in it? Nash I I had to be like in Nosh, it. Nash was in it. Yeah. Nash. Nosh. <laughs> Kevin Nash. <Kevin> Nosh. Nosh. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm, I'm hungry. Who's next? That's it for questions, no. That's it for questions. That's it for questions. Anyways, I want to thank, say thanks to everybody out there for tuning in. Thanks to our live Twitch crowd. Uh, we got Hype Train Level 4, I think. I don't even know what that means. I don't know either. Uh, but it was pretty great. And uh, thanks, everybody, for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, coming up uh, for uh, uh, Patreon uh, members. And YouTube channel members. YouTube channel members. Uh, we've got Overrun. or Club TV. Correct. Uh, get the branding right. Ask Steve. Oh, it's ask Stephen Larson. Yeah, so show. no wrestling question. No wrestling. That's a fun one. It is fun. Anyways, thanks everybody for your support. We appreciate it. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,